You're listening to Contributive Features from Longshot Radio and Radiolab. We're talking about creativity, revision, and failure, online and around the world. I'd like to tell you a little bit about my friend Miranda. Miranda is a successful photographer who does things like decide to learn how to fire pottery for a big craft fair she'll participate in, in two weeks. And her pottery will be stunning, and she'll sell out of it. A couple of years ago, Miranda sat in my living room and held up the creature she'd just made out of fabric scraps and googly eyes. It resembled a Muppet, if the Muppet were hunchbacked, stuffed with glass, and had an eye in its mouth. She'd made that creature because I had invited her and a few other crafty friends to make something ugly. Not cute ugly, but ugly ugly. On purpose. In part for the novelty of making something ugly on purpose, and in part to explore this idea I have that setting out to create something that's usually considered a failure can be a very valuable exercise. Back in my living room, Miranda pointed to her ugly creature's body, to a pipe cleaner she'd attached to it, and she told us about her first grade teacher, Mrs. O, and about making a diorama from leaves, moss, and other autumnal detritus she'd collected. She encountered a problem in assembling her diorama. She just couldn't get the white glue to make the pine cone stick to the cardboard box. In my grade one world, I was like, okay, well, you know what, maybe if I put like a band of glue like over top of the pine cone and like really carefully so that it'll actually stay connected and let it dry, maybe it'll hold on this pine cone. And it actually worked. And so this, um, this is a tribute to that. So this has been glued on using glue over top of the device as a band. And the very next time, uh, basically after we finished all these projects, um, the teacher stood in front of the class and held up my diorama as an example of how not to use glue. So this is F-U, this is O. <laughs> In the two years since that night, I've made ugly creatures with all sorts of people, from a man who made his creature entirely from buttons because he literally has a button phobia, to a woman who used only staples to assemble her sea creature because, she told me, technology has no place in art. We're taught from a very young age to value beauty. From the time we can hold a crayon, we're told our scribbles are such a pretty picture. And yet, focusing so wholly on creating beauty leaves us devaluing and avoiding the ugliness in ourselves. Setting out to deliberately make something ugly forces us to examine the parts of ourselves we try to pretend don't exist. Almost everyone I've done this project with says it's a good thing to do in the end. They tell me they see their materials in a whole new way, or that they've gained insight into their creative process. Because that's what making something ugly is all about. It's about forcing ourselves to focus almost entirely on the process of creating something, rather than on creating something that will have some kind of beautiful value. At the end of my workshops, I set out a big trash bin. Most people don't want to keep their ugly creatures when they're done. They've exercised their demons and don't want to be reminded about it. Except for the one or two who hold their monstrosities tight to their chest, like a badge of creative triumph. A few of these celebrants are people who came into the workshop insisting they're not creative at all, and so they love their ugly creature for being proof they can make something original. Most, though, most of the people who keep their ugly creatures keep them so they can cling tight to the discovery that they can stare their ugliness right in the face and survive. For Longshot Radio, this is Kim Worker. Thanks for listening. There's lots more online at longshotradio.com.